Welcome to the Fleet Geeks podcast. We're here to help develop fleet and transport professionals. Do you want to progress and develop your skills and knowledge? We promise to bring lively conversation and debate around interesting issues and keep you bang up to date with changes in our awesome industry. The Fleet Geeks are a community of professionals and if you enjoy the podcast, why not join the discussion for free in the Fleet Geek community over on Facebook. Red lights rolling, Mike. Red lights rolling. Here we are, and a fleet, another Fleet Geeks podcast. So, again, we're in, uh, we're in, we're in person today, which is, uh, which is reasonably rare. Now we do most of this stuff uh, remotely, don't we? Because, and that's a good sign, really, because it means we're we're busy and we're out and about and doing stuff. Love so. it, mate. Yeah, but Love it. Uh, but do enjoy coming. Always enjoy coming to our fabulous new uh, training centre here in uh, in in reasonably sunny Peterborough today. Uh, fabulous. Uh, we we kind of got used to it now because how long when did we move in? It was. It's been a couple of months, isn't it? A couple of months. Kind of got used to it. Really, I, I think. We? I think we paid three months rent here, so we've been here <laughs> about three months. Like, <laughs> Pete funny. knows that, doesn't he? Yeah, he would know that, wouldn't he? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we're here. We're here in the uh, in the Lloyd room, uh, which has got bright yellow and red wool. Not both the same wall. One yeah. wall is yellow and one wall is red. And uh, yeah, we've got a. This is called the Lloyd room because. We have the training rooms, we have two of them, and they're named after the characters from Dumb and Dumber. So uh, Dumb and Dumber fans out there will know that you've got Harry and Lloyd. And uh, in each room we have a quote from each. And uh, yeah, in the Lloyd room that we're in today, it says, Austria, well then, good day, mate. Let's put another shrimp on the barbie. Uh, from the classic line, classic line. Uh, by, by Lloyd, uh, as he sees a rather attractive, uh, attractive woman who, who tells him that she's from Austria uh, rather than Australia. <laughs> so yeah, that wasn't, anybody who hasn't checked the film out, Dumb and Dummy, that wasn't a suggestion for a new name for this podcast, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, it fits whilst it's you yeah. and I, isn't yeah. it, without Jamie? Yeah, that's it, yeah. It's on the straight and narrow. Absolutely. So, what we're going to talk about today, then, people? We're going to, yeah, it's a bit, yeah, a bit of a confession time for me. This one. It's a bit. Oh, yeah. of, I'm using this as a bit of a confession. Oh, okay, mate. So, uh, okay, so we're we're in the Catholic Church, and we've got uh, Mike in for confession in the booth, and we're here to discuss driving in the capital. Wonderful um, city. It is. Yeah, what a what a wonderful place the the capital is. So, tell me, Mike, what 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 do we need to report to the traffic commissioner, mate? Well, I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, <laughs> the, yeah, the holy traffic, holy trinity of the traffic commissioner. Yeah, um, I got it. I went to central London, um, not for, for pleasure, not for work, my ad. Um, and, and I do a fair amount of driving in London. I've, you know. I think we all try to avoid it where we can, but actually it was the it was the it was a Saturday of the rail strike. Uh, I was going to go down on the train, but uh, ended up going in the car. Now I used to do a lot of driving in London, uh, so I kind of know my way around, and I was you know maybe showing off just a little bit um, that I could get to Bloomsbury Square and park up in Bloomsbury Bloomsbury Square, which is right in the in the West End. If anybody knows that uh, part of London. Uh, without going in the congestion charge, <laughs> and guess what I got? <laughs> yes. So does that mean that you can't get to Bloomsbury Square? Oh, you can, but if you miss a turn, yeah. if you miss a turn, anybody knows that area near the British? I can't remember the name of the road near the British Museum. I missed a bit of a turn, and I must have just snuck in very, very briefly into the uh, congestion oh, charge. So, wait, uh, how did you feel when it landed in the post? Gutted, because because you know I, I I I we do it. We cover it off in most of the courses that we do management courses. Um, you know, without going too too deeply into it, we do cover uh, London. You know, because we've got a lot of stuff going on in London, haven't we? We've got the ULEZ, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got the congestion charge. We've got DVS. Uh, and we've got the Safer London Lorry Scheme. So there's a lot goes on in the capital, isn't there? So, um, you know, when it's kind of like practicing what you preach and uh, <laughs> trying, to, trying to tell people about, to, you know, how, how to avoid pitfalls in London. Definitely. Um, it's, a, it's a minefield, mate. Yourself. It's a minefield. And I must say, I occasionally get a phone call that will go, Oh, are we allowed to drive into London at this time? And uh, we're talking about like a nighttime ban, and I'm like, I need to, I, I have to do a little bit of research to check it out if I'm honest, because I don't just know offhand no. all the rules. No. Now, uh, interestingly, it's not so long since I drove in London, and uh, we recently went to Wembley to see Mr. Sheeran uh, when he'd done his recent round of gigs. Did you know he sold out Wembley five nights on the balance? That's un- unbelievable. That's it? incredible, isn't it? Incredible. I think it's something like 90,000 people when we were there. Good. And you just think, like, so that's like half a million people. Half a million people in a week saw Ed Sheeran at Wembley. And it was nearly 100 quid a ticket. It's a lot, for, lot of dough, for, that. Yeah, isn't it? for a ginger lad who started busking in London, <laughs> didn't he? That's where he all started. <laughs> what yeah. a guy. Anyway, anyway, I digress talking about Ed Sheeran and his music. Um, so I drove into London and uh, I drove. we drove to Wembley, which a lot of people will argue, well, that's not much of a journey into London. And it's probably not. But I tell you what, I was absolutely shocked. So it's been a little while since I've driven in London. I tend to take the train and to go on the tube and stuff like that. And... Um, I literally witnessed uh, like go eat and uh, delivery drivers scrolling TikTok at the traffic oh. lights. <laughs> uh, and did you see the absolute uh, nightmare? The scooters, yeah, the yeah. e-scooters, absolute disaster. Yeah. And interestingly, actually, as we record this this week on the Half Dozen Things podcast, I've got uh, uh, Rick Wenham who heads up the commercial vehicle unit for the Met Police. Excellent. Uh, He's on the Half Dozen Things podcast, and I I talk about a sort of fairly similar thing there. And it's just, the the congestion there is just unbelievable. And, um, yeah, like you say, you know, you've got, not only is the traffic heavy with vehicles and, and, and trucks, and you used to just have to keep an eye out for the motorcyclists and the mopeds, but now you've got, I would say, I don't know what the volume and the data says, but I think you've got a, hot, a much greater volume of uh, mopeds, motorised uh, vehicles, and then you've got um, and then you've got the electric scooters as well, which are just absolutely diabolical. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, it, it, I, you know, that, they weren't around in, in my day, as it were, um, and, and that's a new phenomenon. And, and obviously the number of cyclists has increased, uh, you know, exponentially as well. But um, so, what we, you know, I think what, as an operator of a heavy goods vehicle going into London, it always, uh, it never used to fear, it never used to fill me with joy when I saw a, a delivery note come through or a request come through from a customer for a delivery in London. But, um, what you know, what kind of things have we got to be looking out for then as an operator? And do we need, as an operator who goes into London, you know, maybe not every day. I think if you was in London every day as an operator, you'd, or you were based in London, I think you'd probably have this off to a T. And, and maybe, you know, you tell us. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, come on, come on in the comments and you tell us what is it we should be teaching people about London. Um, um, I think the, the biggest risk is to the occasionals, isn't it? Is yeah, that, the, that, that's the, exactly it. Yeah, the, the biggest risk is the occasionals who go into London and don't tend to do it on a regular basis. But you do have. So what have you got to consider? You've got the. Um, so I have logins for the Dart Charge, uh, of course, which, get, which, yeah. which is one. So you can yeah. pre-register vehicles. You can have account, sign up for the Dart Charge, and you can pre-register vehicles, and it's 
it's a prepay prepay account, uh, which I think is quite convenient. And then you, it's a load off your mind. As long as you've got yeah. the vehicles registered for that, that's good. Uh, you've got the congestion charge, which is another one. Again, you can have a prepaid account with yeah. TFL. Um, register your vehicles on there, and then that that um, that will prepay them as well, I think is a good suggestion if you do occasionally go there. But you need to think about congestion charge, dart charge, uh, and I wouldn't rely on your drivers to tell you. <laughs> no, for sure. I, I've got to be honest. I said to the good lady that, "Oh, we'll be all right with the congestion charge because you can't miss it." Yeah, I, and I missed it. <laughs> yeah, because you know I'm, I I was thinking that there's big and there is there's big C's in the in the road and there's it tells you. But it tells you I way too it. early almost, doesn't yeah. it? It says it's coming and then and the then doesn't tell you, you when you're there. Yeah. yeah. So you're absolutely right. You can't rely, on, you know, the best one in the world. You can't rely on the drivers because they may not have been aware that they'd gone into that zone. And so yeah, we've got the yeah, and that's a really good point about the dark charge because you know if you're going to the dark, don't offend anybody from Southland. Don't mean it like this, but if you're going to what what to us from we're in Peterborough, obviously the dark side of London, the south side, then you're probably going to go round the round the M25 and. Um, and through the through the Dartford crossing, so yeah, absolutely. I sort of kind of hadn't, I hadn't got that on my list, so yeah, well done. Yeah, Dart charge. So, so we've got the Dart charge, we've got the charge. congestion charge. Uh, then we've got to start thinking about LEZ and ULEZ, which yeah. changed this year this or year, was it yeah. last year? Yeah, or 2021, back end of 2021. Yep, okay, so. Everything's ULEZ pretty much now, isn't yeah. it? I don't. I I, I I believe everything inside the M25 is ULEZ. It's pretty much, isn't it? Yeah. So the the London boroughs, isn't it? It's the Greater London boroughs. Uh, how many of them are there? Twenty-seven, is it? Twenty-seven. Oh, for some reason, I've got twenty-six in my head, 26. but I Could might be wrong. Yeah, that's a that's a quick pub quiz question, isn't it? That we we'll yeah, we'll have to look at that one. Whipping my um, phone can, out. can you name them all? <laughs> so, oh, well, there's a question. Because a lot of London boroughs are not London boroughs anymore, are they? They've all sort of been um, emerged into one. <sighs> We're both wrong. How many is it? 32. 30, is it 32? London Paris? Apparently Paris. so. Wow. Apparently so. Does London have 32 or 33 boroughs? The London boroughs are the 32 local authority districts that together with the City of London make up the administrative area of Greater London. Yeah. Which is wow. governed by London Borough Council. There we are, you see. So, yeah. So, but anything basically in those 30, how many? I've forgotten already. 30, 32. Anything in those 32 boroughs, basically. It's... Uh, UL is at Euro 6, uh, which truck-wise is kind of anything from... I suppose it depends, doesn't it? 2014. Yeah. So 2014 onwards, I think. Pretty much most of the... I'm going to fact-check that. Yeah, I should have fact-checked fact this. Check, yeah. uh, when That's did Euro 6 come in? Yeah. Ah, oh, boom! Introduced September 2014. 20, so, yeah, truck 2014, uh, cars... Majority of vehicle yeah. sales and registrations in September 2015. So, right. it was, uh, yeah, Euro 6 introduced in September 2014 for new type approvals and rolled out for the majority of vehicles and registrations September 2015. Is that cars and, and HGVs? Uh, good question. You've got to watch your vans as well, haven't you? Uh, you have, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So you might think you're okay with your, 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 your heavy goods vehicles, but what about your vans? Hi, it's Pete from Flagship Partners. We're really proud to sponsor the Fleet Geeks podcast. Flagship Partners offer a range of consultancy and training services to ensure that our customers remain compliant and have the best possible knowledge to be able to fulfil their work. If you're interested in support with any of our safety, HR or compliance services, or you want to train to be a transport manager or need driver CPC training, give us a call today. 
yeah, with the passing of this is you uh, like commercial vehicles and cars. So twenty sixteen was then commercial trucks, vehicles, yeah, like yeah. commercials. Yeah, uh, LCVs as another acronym, and uh, and cars, cars from twenty sixteen. Yeah. September. Yeah. So yeah, newish stuff then. Yeah, yeah newish, newish stuff. Newish stuff. Um, Not so new now, really. I suppose six no. years, seven years. Yeah. So I think if you if you knew that you had a fleet that was, you know, maybe getting on a little bit, uh, you'd be wary of uh, of the ULEZ. Uh, what else have we got then? All oh, the same. I mean, something that's been you know something that gave birth to Fours uh, was the Safer London Lorry Scheme, which has been around since. Uh, know this um, but it's 20 years nearly 2003 the safer london lorry scheme uh, came out again all those boroughs in london if you want to operate a heavy goods vehicle in those boroughs in london then your vehicle has to comply with a safer london lorry scheme which which kind of was the catalyst for transport for london starting the four scheme uh, what they said is basically if you sign up to the four scheme your vehicles will be compliant. But of course, it doesn't mean that you have to be a Fours member to go into London. Your vehicle will still be, you know, adequate for the Safer London Lorry Scheme. So I think most most trucks going into London will be will be okay for that now. Yeah, that's right. So under the scheme, vehicles over three and a half tonnes uh, were, were needing class five, class six mirrors and side guards. So we've now so got that's that kind standard. of Yeah, it's yeah. kind of the forebear for dvs which is sort of the next thing that's isn't the it? next thing isn't it dvs which became so. the which which is a um oh what do they call it the hgv safety permit yes yeah so direct but vision standard 12 ton and over yeah uh, so again that that was delayed wasn't it by a year it um, was yeah it did, it did actually came come, come in last year uh so and i think a lot of operators got caught out by that because even though their vehicles may have been compliant and they may have even checked that their vehicles were compliant um that they didn't register them with tfl and if you don't register them you're going to get a ticket because that's remote enforcement they enforce that remotely again through the cameras don't they so yeah so there's a few things to think of with that which which people often don't um and 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 that is that this is a a, a a VRN, Vehicle Registration Number Based Scheme. Uh, you need to pre-register it to get it on a permit. You can do an application for multiple vehicles at once. Uh, when it first launched, there was a heavy, heavy backlog of approvals. Mm, yeah. And you have to submit images, uh, you have to submit images over to, uh, to TfL. Uh, to get approval uh, they're much quicker sending them out you normally get an answer in a couple of hours now um, however however what I would say to keep an eye out for is if you start if you're one of those fleets that like to have cherished plates um, because that, that can plate, prove yeah. prove a challenge yeah because what happens is and I've got a couple of clients that tend to have cherished plates is you've got this delay between um, the change the change happening they then require um, a copy of the v5 yeah. with a new registration number for them mm -hmm. to then change the database because the database takes a little while to update so uh that can be a bit bit of an awkward awkward mm -hmm. thing to deal with with another, uh, another with podcast changing, then, changes. changing the vehicle registration number yeah because you like you have to change taco taco change yeah taco recalibrated vtg certificate yeah yeah lots to think about isn't there? there is mate there is so what else have we got we've got the dvs we've got the ulez uh so where is there an lez now is there still an LEZ? Well, I don't is think it a, so because it's kind of been gazumped by the ULEZ. Gazumped by the ULEZ, yeah. yeah. And yeah. LEZ was a Euro 5 before. Yes, yeah. Uh, and I think also as well we've got uh, other towns and cities taking that on. And again, that's a podcast in its own. In its own. Uh, but my, uh, yes, uh, my beloved Portsmouth uh, 
it wouldn't have happened in my day. Sadly, they've got a a, a, a congestion charge. Uh, sorry, a ULEZ charge uh, now. Um, uh, Birmingham uh, started at the back end of last year, I believe. So, um, so the, the 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 TfL website does state the low emission zone operates to encourage the most polluting heavy diesel vehicles driving in London to become cleaner. The LEZ covers most of Greater London and is in operation twenty four hours a day every day of the year. The, the LEZ, LEZ is separate from the ultra low emissions, yeah. which is in place in central London. However, the ULEZ has expanded. Uh, the zone now covers all areas within the north and south circular north A406 and south the circular A205 so you could probably get into with a Euro 5 you could probably still get into well well, Wembley just about couldn't you and that sort of top top, well from from what we know as the top end of London but yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's demand I guess the other thing I would uh, suggest though if you're and, and this is what this is really aimed at I mean if you're if you're operating in London or you're regularly in London you'll know all about this but as Pete made a really really good point this is the this is really for the people who occasionally go into London or you know not so regular that's where the problem's going to lie isn't it because they're not going to be aware of all necessarily of all these things um, and I suppose the other one for me would be driver awareness because of this, it's a, it is a, you know, I know it's not the only town, it's not the only city in the country, but it is reasonably unique, isn't it, with all those cycles and... Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, 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 and this is universal, so the other thing to consider that isn't just London-based, but obviously is an issue in London, and that's weight-based bridges and roads and, and those kinds of things yeah. as well that can pose a real challenge. Because you take a little diversion and it can end up being a very long diversion yeah, as well. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And of course, the other thing we talked about right at the top there was the... Um, the, 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 but basically the nighttime ban. So, you know, they're trying to encourage traffic. You know, if, if you're trying to encourage, surely if you're trying to encourage traffic, less traffic during the daylight hours, during the busy times, then you would you would welcome nighttime deliveries. But it seems that, that Greater London doesn't necessarily welcome nighttime deliveries. And I believe you have to get a permit um, to operate. Now, years and years ago, it, that quite, I think quite famously, different boroughs in London had different times. And if my memory serves me correctly, the two, there was, uh, I think it was Westminster and it could have been Knightsbridge or Chelsea and Knightsbridge, I can't remember now, but there was t- there were famously a border where there was a, a difference in the time for HGVs. I think that's a thing of the past now, unless somebody can tell me differently. I think the, the nighttime ban applies across those Greater London. So yeah, again, boroughs. again, I'm just doing my uh, doing my little research, bit of, my little bit of homework. <laughs> yeah, which is what I do when people come come. The London Lorry Control Scheme uh, controls the movement of heavy goods vehicles over eighteen eighteen ton, tons. Yeah, eighteen yeah. ton GVW. So again, this is very confusing because you've got the twelve, 12 ton, ton margin yeah. for the DVS. Yeah. Uh, for the for the London Lorry Control Scheme, you're looking at eighteen ton plus. Um, so those are things that you need to try and remember. Uh, operates at night and at weekends on specific roads in London, helping to minimise noise pollution. Routes in and out, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, enforcement is carried out in residential areas during unsociable hours through restricted use of these roads. Uh, scheme has been in place since 85. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, on behalf of, so this website refers to 31 London boroughs. They don't even know how many boroughs they've got. No. no See, London's so rich, they don't even know how many boroughs they've got. <laughs> Which we now know is actually 32 London yeah. boroughs. So just a little, I don't know if that's a typo or maybe it's because of the change, how old this website is. Yeah. 
scheme, scheme was decriminalised in April 2004. There you go. That's a little bit of language for you. Yeah, with the requirement for operators to have permission for each of their vehicles continuing. Uh, in January 2010, London Councils reviewed the need for issuing physical permits and simply granted virtual permits by letter. Um, yeah. LLCS is often mistakenly referred to as the, the lorry ban. Yes. Uh, when it is actually a it control is actually, though, which serves it? to manage <laughs> yeah, the environmental impact of HGV journeys in London. Blah, yeah. um, blah, 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 18 tonne, blah, blah. Um, excluded route network, ERN, or the HGV weighs less than 18 tonnes, blah, blah, blah. The cost of the operator is a higher rate of 550, yeah. and the driver is 130 for a PCN. Yeah, see, they don't, um, uh, they don't uh, make, you know, they don't make it very easy, do they? No, they don't. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> even tell you which roads. So on the website you look at, it doesn't actually tell you which roads. The roads on which the scheme applies are known as restricted roads during the control downs. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Where are the restricted roads? Well, they're normally sign. Yeah, they are. You know, they are again. But signposts. You know, do we all? When we're paying attention to so many things in London, so many things we're paying attention to: cyclists. Pedestrians, the new highway code would you know give way to, to pedestrians already on the on the, you know crossing the road at junctions. When we when we're looking at um, uh, scooters and and all, all the rest of it, you know, there's an awful lot for a driver to take in uh, and, and not fall foul of one of these things, is there? But, yeah, uh, yeah, so, good good language. Love that. It's not a ban. It is a ban. <laughs> um, there is an email address, lorry.control at londoncouncils.gov.uk. I've just re-looked and I've now been brought to the TfL website rather than the London Lorry Scheme. Right. Um, and there is some more information on accessible and restricted routes there. I've got to be um, fair to TfL here, though. Their website is pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. So... Um, it's worth, you know, again, it's a bit it's like a, the podcast where we're talking about you need this specific advice. You need to have a good research. Yeah. You need to have a look. I, I would I would say, Pete, and I don't know about you, you, you know, uh, you're into this, uh, you're all over this more than I am. But if you were an operator or if you were if you were um, advising an operator and they would start talk, take, you know, talking about London deliveries, um, I, I probably think you'd probably need to have a look at a bit of a risk assessment for London, wouldn't you? Or a, a rec, you know, you'd certainly have a London... And, and just tick off a few things that you're you're happy with in terms of right we've got that permit we've got that we're going to pay the dark we, you know although just tick off that list we've gone through and say I've covered all this off but yes. please don't forget your drivers yeah absolutely so I've got I've got I have got a tick sheet so I, I, I am I am one of these people that works by checklist so this is hopefully a little bit of development opportunity for maybe some of the listeners but uh, I find checklists work really well. One of the things I do when I on-fleet and de-fleet new vehicles, um, not only am I looking for the V5 and the um, you know insurance due date and the v- uh, vehicle excise duty date and the taco calibration date and the MOT date, I'm also looking to make sure it's fitted with the DVS equipment, yeah. uh, that it's registered to um, uh, to the lorry, um, the the hgv safety permit Permit, i've got to think about all of these uh the hgv safety permit i make sure that it's registered on dart charge on congestion charge on snap parking um you know so there's like a bit of a a a bit of a a bit of a list really i suppose all of those things to check out but then like you say also is to make sure the drivers are you know has yeah have the drivers had suds training um is 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 a good one for four silver i actually do recommend uh you know the suds training because i think uh it increases empathy for drivers. That's uh, right. To understand I mean, you the know, vulnerability of uh, uh, vulnerable road users. 
I, I've, I've heard this from drivers before as well. I can't go into London because I've not done the fours training. Well, it, you know, it isn't a legal requirement, but actually they make a point that, you know, that, that you are at higher risk if you haven't got that training documented. And as much as we love it or loathe it, the fours scheme is a, is a, is a good way of, of sort of saying, well, you know, the drivers that we send into London have all uh, done the suds training or, you know, some of the equivalent. So, yeah. yeah. A lot to think about with, yeah, with, definitely. with London. And, and if you're listening to this, um, I just want to refer back to a previous podcast I did with James Dawes of Dawes Highway Safety Group. Brilliant. Uh, which is a great product, the People Panels. Simple, uh, simple thing, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I do really recommend having a look at the People Panels. It's a fantastic uh, product which fits the side guards. Uh, of vehicles and to date touchwood uh, there's been no fatalities on a vehicle uh, by a vulnerable road user that is fitted with people panels and another product that they've launched recently for educational purposes uh, i've forgotten the exact name of it but essentially it's like a floor mat which fits around the parked hgv and it's to show the blind spots for the drivers so yeah. uh, members of the public can get into the vehicle and they can just see where all those blind spots are around a vehicle and again that's a really good product so i do recommend looking up james uh, at james doors and yeah. doors highway safety group uh, fantastic and uh, yeah they're backed by the police and check out this week's podcast from me obviously it won't be this week by the time you listen but uh, Rick Wenham um, from the uh, commercial vehicle unit for the Met Police really fascinating interview talks a lot about uh, when drivers are involved in uh, serious incidents in London and the way that you will be treated if you if you sort of fit within the commercial vehicle unit uh, remit. Um, his guys are highly trained and they, they are there to look after you, even down to the point of them uh, trying to get a friendly face to you as a driver um, if, you, uh, if, if something like that happens in the, in the capital. So, yeah, a couple of podcasts worth a listen. Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed today's session. Better go and pay my community, meet the community. Better go and pay my congestion charge before Mr. Khan comes chasing. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I uh, hope you've enjoyed it. Please do share it. And uh, yeah, if you've got any comments or any uh, interesting stories, please do share them in the comments. Take care now. Bye-bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please share with your friends and colleagues too. Join us for free on Facebook with the Fleet Geeks community for transport and fleet managers. Fleet Geeks offers ongoing professional development, networking and mentoring too. So get in touch with me, Pete Rushmer, on any social media platform to find out more.